Uh, but let me finish with the police because there's some other interesting points which the people should hear about. And that is, he, he spoke to as many policemen as he could while he was in jail. The police believe that the revolution, which is now already underway, and according to po the police chief of, uh, the L.A. police chief, I don't know who he is right now, Hill, is that Ed Davis. 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 Uh, he said on, on national, t on, no, I don't know, it was national, on television, the revolution has begun and we're going to win it. The police also believe that the revolution will be full-scale in three or four years. One man that he spoke to said that he joined the police force in order to help the world situation, but now he feels it is impossible to help it, and so the, the only thing that he can do is be prepared when the shooting starts. Now, of course, the police are armed and ready to shoot, and they are a, a paramilitary organization, as it now stands, and they assume, you see, that everyone else is. They're, That's what gets them the right here to do because it. there are laws to enforce, Phil. Well, I know that. You don't have to convince me of that. Right. You know, I'm as frustrated by it as I you dig, are. I dig your but idea just of people trying to stop. stop I mean, you, you just can't say... It's not wipe realistic. It's just another, just another uh, way of solving it. It's not more realistic. Because right, but I can't call what I see in the world today as realistic. I don't think people on freeways driving 75 miles an hour are realistic. That's I don't why you think, don't live in that world. I don't think police with guns are realistic. But a lot okay. of people do live in that world. Let me tell you two other to, things. Uh, have their problems solved. Two other things before we get into another kind of debate here that happened to this. No, point. wait a minute, man. Can I, David? Sure. David's hit right on it. There's a, see, there's a way for both you and Peter to exist in the same world, as indeed you do, like inside the yeah. Firesign Theater, I, where you exist quite nicely, in spite of a really, it would seem, basic disagreement between you. Peter wants no laws and. And you're willing to go for to change the situation as it is right now in order to just keep people from getting beat up by cops. Well, it's more than that. Or whatever. I, I don't. Me I don't want to see more important to improve the situation now than to remove all, all the, the problems. We're in a political the, situation. Well, no, we're not in a legal okay. situation. It's a political situation. I'm, yeah, I'm getting to that. I dig, I dig what you mean. I mean, P Peter is probably uh, Peter. Indeed, is is right. I mean, we sure would all dig right. a society where everybody were, could absolutely function without laws. Absolutely right. But. I mean, that paradise has not actually manifested itself, except perhaps in Peter's head, which is what Peter's value. That's what Peter does. He oh. can see long way ahead. He really should. Sure. It could also happen if... if so uh, you guys are both... You're actually on the same trip. But well, I know that. I, I just don't... As long as, as long as the guy who works for politics or anything doesn't get caught up in the kind of Kennedy trap, which is, this is actually going to change the world, right. as we used to say in Freak for a Week. I mean, if you, realize that you're, if you realize that you're doing a limited thing, that you're limitedly trying to just stop one cop, or any cop from doing something like what happened to David last weekend. Just getting searched is a tremendous well, imposition, listen to, Now man. listen to this. Listen and you can't turn around and slug right, the guy or he'll no, shoot like, you. Now listen to this, because this is important. This shows you the escalation of the political action on the part of the, of the police force, in this, and, and which is all authorized by this misuse of law in this country. The misuse of law. Now, uh, this, this same person stopped in front of a bank to let a girlfriend of his go into the bank to uh, uh, make a deposit. He was instantly uh, surrounded by two police cars, and policemen entered the bank, assuming that for some reason he was going to hold up the bank and his accomplice was inside. Furthermore, he ran out of gas not too long ago, and he went into a gas station with a, a, a what do you call it, a spare gas tank thing, portable gas can, and he asked for four gallons of gas. They refuse to give him the gas because he has long hair and looks like a quote-unquote revolutionary.
Well, that's their <laughs> that's, choice, that's though. Life. Yeah, he had to then go to another place. But I'm, I'm just saying, I'm just expressing to you, again, the fact that, it is a, that it's a form of political repression right now. Obviously, it's becoming more and more manifest. That's well, all. I would hardly call. I mean, a gas station attendant, I mean, he's got a perfect right to tell anybody yeah, he wants. Yeah, but where does his brain pollution come from, right? Where does, where does his okay, idea... If you want to deal with it that way, but see, that's not a matter of legislation. Right anybody what to do. What? I said, I don't think a gas station attendant has much of any right to tell anybody Dr. what to Zaz do says, gas station, that's total paranoia. He doesn't know that. I don't know. I, 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 I mean, I hate to do this on the air, man, no, but I was that's with just, him. you weren't with him and all, all, I mean, I, I don't want to go over this on the air, man, but there is, there is a paranoid number going on right now that I dig your information, man, but feeding people scare information at this time oh, nonsense. is, well, okay. No, you're entitled to say I can it. dig nonsense. that it may be nonsense, all right, but I, mean, I honestly don't story. think it is. What am I telling you? you know, By putting this sort of information anybody. out over the radio, you give it exaggerated value. You nonsense. just do, man. You I just do. Well, I, you I, I, just read McClellan, man. But I mean, it's the other way around. Look, the people out there, again, you have, to, you have to say that those minds who are listening to the Firesign Theater Radio Hour Hour must be somehow people, just like you and me. Now, I can turn on my television set and be scared out of my mind if I choose to be. Right. I don't get scared because I know where my head is at. Now, what I'm saying to people is, I'm, just tell, I'm not telling them a news item. I'm telling them something that happened to a friend of mine. And I'm not saying it to scare them, I'm saying it to enlighten them. Okay, That's unless all. you make it absolutely, right, okay, I agree. Unless you make it absolutely clear that <coughs> the problem with a voice coming over a radio, man, is it's like Radio Cairo. You put a little martial music in back of it and suddenly you've got, nom, da nom, 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 please. <laughs> no, no, President Nasser, turn that off. <laughs> I, I, dig, I dig that, you know, in a, the, the instrument that we're dealing with here is like, like between last week and this week, somehow people got the impression that David got arrested, which we never said once on the or show. We did like not it. say that. Yeah, right. I, maybe I'm just overly conscious of that power of this, of this medium to do that, you know. Once again, remember... Because I'm, I'm not imputing that sure. you're, what you're saying is, is dishonest. It happened to a friend right, of yours. Sure. I can dig and it. it. And, it and it's happened to all of us in one sense or another. Yeah, but this revealed to me some more interesting facts about the nature in which these things happen, you see, as opposed to I dig, in I the dig, past, I just dig. sort of like a rumor, etc., etc. And also, uh, um, uh, in, in keeping with the fact that when I turn on television now, I see much more national debate going on. I mean, people are speaking on both sides of issues, which is an extraordinary thing for, for, uh, for this uh, country. For this country you know. take on, media takes on the government. Right. Yeah, I was that? proud of Walter. You didn't it see was that, wonderful. David? Oh. Far out, man. Also, you have to face the fact that it's obviously on all our minds because this this show, for one thing, flows out of our consciousness, and you know, obviously, all of this is is on our consciousness right the thing now. I, oh, I yeah, saw yeah, Walter, yeah. I saw Walter Cronkite say, "I'm going to show you now by the best university method known, which is taking point by point, like a debating team, and refuting it that the government is trying to control the news. The only thing they different didn't deal with on that is that Walter didn't deal with the fact that showing three minutes out of four years in Vietnam and calling it news or three minutes out of an eight-day battle or a 42-month occupation is no more true than what the Pentagon is trying to do. It's all the same game. The Pentagon was trying to do well, it, weren't they, though? I mean, they squeezing were... news and changing news. Yeah. It's people yeah, who believe in flickers, 24 frames dig, a second's man, reality. The television doesn't actually, in, in my estimation, control anybody's mind. But mm -hmm. the, the, the Pentagon, I mean, Walter Cronkite is much less of a threat to me personally than the Pentagon. 
the Pentagon are a bunch of guys who will send, and tried in fact once in my life, to, to, to send armed men around to try and send me 6,000 miles away to fight someplace. That's right. I mean, and that's very scary. The closest real confrontation I've ever had is being locked up for a long time. I was scared when I was in the army. Yeah. Scared and almost driven insane. So I, I at least have a working relationship with the Pentagon. So as long as we've got the media, man, as long as we've got flickering screens that us monkeys will sit around and watch because it's we'll watch anything that moves. That's right. All monkeys will. It's Including impossible that tomato, not to watch a parade that goes by or a pretty girl, right? As long as we've got it, man, I'll take Walter Cronkite over the Pentagon right now. But the question is, is how many more affronts is Walter Cronkite going to get before he dies, before he finally comes to our way of thinking and says, and wait a minute, wait a minute. Yeah, I'm an actor. I've got makeup on. Right. I'm sitting here in a sausage suit presenting stuff that that we pretend is news. It's just pieces of film. It's just it's just selected. It's. I had a bummer day, remember, yeah. three weeks ago when we invaded Cambodia. I let the media invasion of Cambodia by a media-announced number of people in a media town get me down for Bring a day. Me down, Bring right. me down by a collection of symbols with the words invasion, the words Nixon, all of these things, I have to give them value myself because they aren't imprinted in my brain when I'm born. Monkey is not born with a, with a with an archetypal image of Richard Milhouse Nixon. Not true. He's a He is a human like all people are human, and he is a power figure, but he's an ephemeral thing as this incarnation. So I had to learn to put his figure and his name and his connotations and his type of speech together to make some value judgment. Because if he had no effect on me whatsoever, as indeed a lot of people in television have no effect on me at all, like passers-by in the street, yeah. then I wouldn't be brought down. Yeah, the people that watch, man, are the people that get you uptight on television, because those are the ones that are getting to you. So That's right. If they're getting to you, they're, tr they're egging you into some place where... Mm. May I tell the story right. about, about uh, well, a friend of ours... Uh, 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 an, an Aries fellow had a, had a wonderful and marvelous thing happen to him in which he took a slug at somebody uh, probably for the first time in his life uh, who had insulted his girlfriend and promptly broke his hand on the other guy's jaw. I have to tell you what happened? Yeah. When he was done, the guy was bleeding. When he was done, the guy was bleeding and then the guy who was stone drunk congratulated Mike on sticking up for his girlfriend, <laughs> but he still broke two bones in his hands. So. Which kind of leads you to where the American fantasy of, of fist fights. I mean, if George Putnam gets you up tight, then you're getting into fist fight area, right. and you're going to break your hand. It's no fun to hit anybody. It hurts but your hand. But he'll congratulate you. I just if had you a little shoot somebody, here. it comes right back on you. Instant karma. Yeah, I mean, I seriously believe that. If you shoot somebody, you're going to get shot, and that's all there is to it. 